today on CityCast Houston. In the Bayou City, we're talking about Buffalo Bayou, the slow brown river that's not only central to Houston's history, but also to our future. We'll also give a couple of shout outs to things we love, and then we're going to tell you the news. I'm your host, Lisa Gray, and with me today is photographer Jeff Winningham. He's photographed Buffalo Bayou for decades, even published a book about it called A Long Forgotten River. And he's just curated a photography show, Buffalo Bayou, River of Life, at Flatland Gallery, part of the Brazil Coffee Shop Compound on Westheimer. It's Thursday, November 18th. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Hey, Jeff. What a wonderful introduction that was. <laughs> Describing the bayou, that was wonderful. So when was the first time that you saw Buffalo Bayou? That was an unforgettable experience. I had the great good fortune that Texas Monthly Magazine called me and said, we have an article that has been written about Houston by Jan Morris. And they assumed I knew who Jan Morris was, which I didn't. She's since become uh, and is my favorite writer in the English language. Jan Morris was an eminent historian. She wrote the definitive history of the British Isles. This is all prefaced to the fact that Jan Morris wrote this fabulous essay on Houston titled City of Destiny. So many things in Houston that enthralled her. She wrote about the opulence of River Oak. She wrote about the labyrinth of downtown tunnels. She wrote about the Astrodome blazing in the afternoon sun. But what really enthralled her was Buffalo Bayou. You know, she found her way uh, from downtown to under the uh, Main Street overpass, where she found, as she described it, illiterate graffiti and miscellaneous leanabouts. And this, I just have to like back up and say, in the 80s, it wasn't like it is now. She wasn't entering Buffalo Bayou Park. It was wild. And there were what she described as hobo camps down there. And, you know, there were brambles and bushes and foliage. And she described, you know, wandering down there among the dandelion fluff and seeing the ponderous dragonflies. And she said, I had found it. I found the womb of the city. It's ancient hollow. Holy cow. When I read that, I thought, how have I not found that? And I had, you know, I'd, I lived in Houston off and on for 17 years. And I think I must have heard the name Buffalo Bayou, but I'd never thought about it or considered it. And so I went and that was my first experience photographing Buffalo Bayou in June of 1981. What was it that fascinated you from the beginning? I got fascinated with tracing it to its source. So, so over a period of months in my own timid way, I became a kind of an explorer. And I would each weekend go a little bit further out I-10 and then take whichever road went um, south and I would find, you know, a further stretch of the bayou until finally I got out to Katy. Uh-huh. Just south of Katy, off of Penn Oak Road, a kid, 11-year-old kid named Brian, who I found walking on the side of the road. And I asked him, I said, do you know where this, this stream, this Buffalo Bayou starts? And he said, oh, yeah. Starts out there in that pond with all the alligators. And the alligators turned out to be a myth, <laughs> but the pond was there. And I named it for him in my book. I named it's Ryan's Pond. And I thought for several months that that was the source. I would go out every weekend and photograph the wild pigs and the, and the bullfrogs and the, and the water moccasins and, and the beautiful pond. And then I realized, because I'm not much of a naturalist, it took me months to realize what 
anybody else would probably figure it out at a day. This is not the source. There's three streams leading into it. And so I followed each of those streams until finally I found the source, which was basically the rice fields of the Katy Prairie. The drainage off of those would form these little channels and the channels would become little creeks. And then the creeks fed into Ryan's Pond. And then Ryan's Pond overflowed with a little waterfall and became Buffalo Bayou. I just have to keep going back to what Buffalo Bayou must have looked like then, at least the parts downtown and, you know, between downtown and Galveston Bay. I mean, when I got to Houston, I thought the word bayou meant paved drainage ditch. You know, back then, we called that canoe race the reeking regatta because there was so much sewage in it, in the bayou. And so what was it about that brown water that got you? Well, two things. First of all, he was a bit wild. Uh, you know, even by downtown, the way you described the way Jan Morris described it. I mean, all the brambles and bushes and trees and density of it all, the it felt like a bit of wildness right there in the city. And there were points at which you could see visually the confluence and the contest between the natural landscape trying to survive and the city being built. You know, there's one of my pictures uh, in the show that I love. It's taken underneath I-45 at Clay Street. And all the vines are growing up uh, on the pillars that support the bridge. And all the kind of wildness of the foliage is there, you know, so you see the city and the landscape in this fight for survival. When I got so interested in photographing the bayou, you know, I had come off of um, decades of, of photographing celebrations and events and real kind of human festivities. And I think it was part of getting, getting older and, and wanting to be a bit more meditative about my work. So I'd take my big view camera on my shoulder in eight or 10 film holders. And I'd go spend four or five hours just tromping along the banks of the bayou and looking for things that seemed interesting and true and beautiful to describe. After my 1997 to 2001 encounter with the bayou, my then wife, Janice Freeman, and I founded a thing called the Pozos Art Project for teaching art and photography to children. Well, we had a six-year period you're familiar with this project where we guided children around Houston to photograph and make art about the city. And Buffalo Bayou uh, was, of course, at the heart of all of that. So the show includes 32 pieces by children, age 6 to 14. Oh, good. Let's, let's talk about the show a little. So there are the photos from the Pozos Kids Project. What else is in it? Well, there's a kind of a fascinating historical section to it. Once we decided that we wanted to do a show and sell the work to benefit to Bayou-related organizations, I mean, I have 50, 55 photographs that I've donated to the show. Then we decided to add the children's work to the show. And then because the show got delayed a year for COVID, I had plenty of time to think about it and wonder what else we might do. And it occurred to me to do some research and find historical art and photography about the bayou. And I think many people will find this the most interesting part of the show. You know, there are photographs from 1895, 96 by a marvelous photographer by the name of Henry Stark, traveled throughout Texas and he came to Houston and photographed. So there are four of his beautiful photographs of the bayou from 1895 or 96. What did those look like? Wild. He photographed the bayou essentially in its natural state. You know, 
it's easy to forget. It was Frederick Law Olmsted, the great landscape architect, who once said about Buffalo Bayou, it is perhaps the most beautiful small stream I have seen in all the world. So Henry Stark's photographs show that natural. Now they're black and white and they are from a big view camera. They're very finely detailed. They're not in color and therefore they're not so lush, but they're in a really stark way, very beautiful. So there's Stark's photographs. There's a guy named Arthur Comey, who was a disciple of Frederick Law Olmsted. And the city of Houston invited him here in 1912 to come and do a master plan for city parks in Houston. And he photographed. He made 56 views of Texas with his big view camera. And we have four of his photographs of Buffalo Bayou in there. We have photographs of an African-American baptism in the bayou. Photographs of five or six, eight to 10-year-old boys swimming naked in a little swimming hole in the bayou. <laughs> Charming photograph of about 1920 of a family launching their yacht into the, the bayou. It's beautiful with women in their frilly dresses and everybody there for the occasion to cruise the bayou. <laughs> Historical photographs, about 32 of them. Children's art and photography, about 40 of them. About 50 of my photographs. Five very beautiful prints by the artist Janice Freeman. Oh, yeah. Five really stunningly beautiful photographs by Giorgio Jackson. Uh, four photographs by Jim Olive. But that's 142 pictures. It's a large show. You've watched Buffalo Bayou for all these years. I mean, how do you feel about the ways that you've seen it change? Mostly I'm a bit um, sad about that because I, I liked the wildness of it. I liked to, to get lost down there in the brambles with my camera and occasionally come across a few folks that were, you know, as Jen Morris said, miscellaneous leanabouts down there in the bushes. But, but that's not for most people. What I do love that's happened is I, I think Buffalo Bayou Park is pretty fantastic. Yeah. The area from Sabine Street, you know, going a little downstream, but coming up to Shepherd. I mean, that has become a really beautiful kind of promenade along the bayou. And on any nice day, you'll find hundreds of people biking, hiking, picnicking. It's wonderful. It comes with some loss. Trees that we're on the bayou, on the banks along there for all those years, which you see in Giorgio's photographs and in my photographs, they're mostly gone. And while I believe in developing the bayou, obviously, and the, the land along it for our pleasure and our recreation, I'm all for that and love it. I think Save Buffalo Bayou, which is an organization that is devoted to preserving the bayou as much as possible in its natural state. That's a really important thing too. And they do get after those people about, did you really need to tear down all those trees? Was that really necessary? Okay, here at CityCast Houston, we like to give listeners recommendations, tips, things they can try out. And I thought today we'd do a couple related to the bayou. Like for me, you know, one of the things that makes me really happy is in that Buffalo Bayou Park. It's the Johnny Steele Dog Park, which they've just, you know, I think refilled some of the mud holes lately. My dog is so thrilled to be there. You know, it is, it is his favorite place on the planet. What is your favorite spot along Buffalo Bayou? Is there a place you would recommend that people go? I think my favorite spot is under the freeways, just barely west of downtown to get under I-45. Oh, like right around Allen Parkway? Yeah. I love the confluence of the city and the bayou there. And invariably, there'll be someone fishing, 
or there'll be someone sleeping there on the banks of the bayou. Yeah, it's it's the coming together of my city, which I love. I love seeing the buildings, the skyline of the city from underneath, and then seeing people along the bayou. And every now and then, you see, I remember being down there when after that, when this enormous, like 10-foot-long snake came swimming down Buffalo Bayou <laughs> in a straight. I guess it was a water mock. I was an enormous snake, and it just swam right on by. So you're still, you're still in the wild of nature, right there next to the city. Oh, I love that. All right, well, Jeff, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for being interested in our show, and I hope I see you there, okay? Buffalo Bayou, River of Life, is on view through November 28th at Flatland Gallery. We'll run a couple of photos from the show that Jeff Winningham was talking about. The sign-up is at houston.citycast.fm. For more information, check out the link in our show notes. Hey, y'all. My name is Farrell Gibbs, audio producer for CityCast Houston. Before we let you go today, here's another story we have been keeping our eye on. With the steady rise in gas prices, President Joe Biden has asked the Federal Trade Commission to investigate whether or not the rise in gas prices is due to illegal conduct by large oil and gas companies. The two major players, ExxonMobil and Chevron, he argues, have both doubled their net income over the past two years, and they also plan to issue billions in dividends and stock buybacks. The national average one week out from Thanksgiving, it's $3.40 a gallon, but around here in Houston, we are hovering right at $3.02 a gallon. That's it for CityCast Houston Today. This episode was produced by Farrell Gibbs. Dina Kesba is our senior producer, and I'm your host, Lisa Gray. Our music is by Farrell Gibbs and his band, All the Kimonos. Y'all sign up for the CityCast Houston newsletter. And hey, if you enjoyed this show, subscribe, give us stars, tell a friend. We'll be back tomorrow with more news and interesting stuff from around Houston. Talk with you later. Oh, it's Zoom hell. Natalie, you have to say that again. You were speaking in a chipmunk voice. <laughs>